0: beautiful humans. My name is Morgan and I'm your podcast host. I'm a talk therapist by training and a practicing spiritual entrepreneur. I specialize in Reiki, Tarot, and past life regression. In this podcast, I integrate both clinical and spiritual perspectives to best support you on your healing journey. Welcome to The Clinical Spiritualist. Hi, Kenz. Welcome to the podcast. How are you?
1: Hi, Morgan. I'm doing so good.
0: How are you? I'm doing well. Um, so Kenz and I met through our Reiki 1 and 2 course, so that's how I found out about her and her business. So let's just start with a little intro, um, cool. your your name, your pronouns, and a little bit about what you do.
1: Okay, cool. So my name is Kenzie Rose. My pronouns are she and her um i am a pioneer in this psychedelic movement i'm a microdosing coach um energy medicine practitioner mystic writer reiki master and on a mission to activate and inspire inner alchemy and really just help expand the collective consciousness
0: beautiful i love that you have so many so many different roles yeah If I'm remembering correctly, and this could be total left field, are you also like a nurse practitioner or nurse or something? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. So my background is actually in mental health nursing. And so I spent a lot of time being a mental health nurse. And then I went to school to be a nurse practitioner. And, you know, it was in school that I just really found that I wasn't aligned with the mental health, um, the Western mental health system. And so I just um, started kind of doing my own thing where um, I heal people in the way that I know how to heal people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, cause kind of like the gist of my like podcast, my Instagram, my business is like this integration of clinical or science, uh, mixed with like the spirituality stuff. So I think it's super cool that you also have similar kind of perspectives and goals. Um, yeah. So I have so many great questions for you today and I'm so thankful and grateful that you're here. The first question I have is, what is microdosing and what are some benefits?
1: Yeah, so microdosing is essentially just taking a really small amount of Really, any psychedelic medicine, not any, but there are quite a few you can take. Most, um, the two most popular are probably um, psilocybin, like magic mushrooms, mm-hmm. and LSD, or some people might call it acid. So, essentially, um, it's just taking like one tenth of a normal dose. So, when it's in your body, it's not like you're feeling high, it's not like you're feeling like you're on medicine at all, it's more like a vitamin. Your body knows that it's there, but. You're not really altered in any way. Um, Mm. The only thing that you should really notice with microdosing, because it's such a small amount, is you know, most people would say that they just notice that they have a better day, or that, you know, they seem things that maybe seem mundane normally um, seem more fun or more exciting, or just they just seem overall happier but they're not getting that high at all.
0: Yeah. So it's not like the, the scary taboo kind of conversations. Some, and sometimes people hear of like really big hallucinations or a lot of fear. It's just like elevating your already elevated mood or happy mood or something.
1: Yeah. Or just, you know, kind of balancing out, you know, I think that especially with mushrooms, they're, they're like this gift from the earth to help us balance our emotions. They're very, they bring about this very feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, that's what I think they are here to do is just help us understand emotions and help us. And, you know, it's not to say that, um, everyone who's depressed or everyone who's anxious or, you know, only people with mental health, Can benefit from microdosing. It's just a way to optimize your life in anywhere that you are in life.
0: Yeah. Are there any other benefits you want to share about besides the like elevated mood or, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, for what I've experienced or what I experienced my clients with microdosing is, you know, it's not a magic pill. It's not going to come in and be the only thing that saves you. But what it does is it acts as like a catalyst for all the other self-healing modalities that you work with. And so, um, yeah, it just really, it, what I experience is it really connects me with my authentic self. Um, it helps me, clear anxiety. It helps me clear depression. It helps me get out of my head and into my heart. Um, Whereas, you know, things like meditation and breath work and, um, you know, energy healing, all of those work too. But psychedelics and microdosing is definitely a catalyst to get you to where you want to be in a more quick way.
0: Yeah. I love that you mentioned kind of this holistic approach of, Yes, you can microdose, but it's not the only means to your healing journey. It can just be like another little puzzle piece um, to get you where you want to go.
1: Absolutely. It's just like another tool in your self healer's toolbox.
0: I love that. Um, So when you were saying all that, I was thinking, one, if you're comfortable sharing how often you microdose or how often your client's microdose? I know that's not part of the list of questions, but I got curious about that.
1: Totally. So when microdosing, they like to call it um like a protocol. And so, and that's just a very science-based word, you know, in nursing, we're going by every single protocol, everything that we do. So they call a microdosing protocol, a microdosing protocol or a schedule. Um, But essentially, everyone is going to be unique. There's two really main ones that have come from James Fadiman, who he's essentially um, like the father of microdosing. He coined the term and he's um, the scientist. He's really awesome, James Fadiman. And um, so his protocol would be to take the microdosing um, on day one. And then on day two and day three, those are break days. And so when people use this this schedule, I like to say that day two is like an afterglow type day. And on that day, you'll still be feeling the effects from the medicine from the microdosing day, but um, not as much. And then the next day is an integration day, which integration just means essentially everything that you learned with the medicine. Now we get to practice that in everyday life when we're not on the medicine so that we're not creating, you know, dependencies on anything. And so, and then on the fourth day with James Fadiman's protocol, then you would microdose again. So it's like on day one and four, and then you just repeat that throughout the weeks. Um, and then he will say to, uh, after about eight to 12 weeks, you want to take a break. And the break is to just, um, especially if you're working with psilocybin and LSD2, um, your body can build up tolerance to that. And so, um, just taking more and more isn't going to work. So we have to, and we don't want to do that. So we have to just stop for a couple of weeks, integrate, come back to baseline and then see where we're at again in a couple of weeks. And um, the next protocol is created by Paul Stamets, who's a mycologist. And so he's like a mushroom hunter. And he, um, he wrote the film Fantastic Fungi, which is on Netflix. I just
0: watched that. <laughs> it
1: was so fascinating, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So that's Paul Stamets. So his protocol is like a stacking protocol. So he includes um, psilocybin as well as um, niacin, which is vitamin B12 and lion's mane and um, chaga, I believe, chaga mushrooms. And um, all of those just really help with neurogenesis, which is essentially um, creating new neural networks in your brain. Mm. And um, his protocol would be what is his protocol? <laughs> um so his protocol is um what is oh yeah, okay, so here's his protocol. So Paul Stamet's protocol is you microdose for um three or four days on. So one, two, so like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you take three or four days off. And then you do that again. And the reason that you take the break is the same thing with the Fatiman protocol. We don't want to build up tolerance in the body and we don't want to create any sort of dependence there psychedelics are not addictive they actually help heal addictions however i believe that we can get be addicted to anything essentially yeah, yeah, and exactly. it's not like our body is addicted to it it's like our mind
0: is mm-hmm. yeah you're creating that pathway of i get up i do this and then i do this yeah that makes a lot of sense
1: yeah or like you know i i can't get through my day without this or i can't control my emotions without this no the microdosing is just there to help you understand.
0: Yeah. So what does a microdosing coach do? What does your one-on-one work look like?
1: Yeah. Okay. So a microdose coach is someone who helps people achieve wellness through working with psychedelics it's kind of like harm reduction because you know there's so much stigma around these there's so much fear ingrained in people in these because of you know programs like the dare program i don't know if you were a baby and or a kid yes. growing up in the 90s but you know they crack the egg and then they say this is your egg and this is your egg on drugs And then they tell us, you know, just they ingrained it in our minds and especially in the generation before us that these are so bad. So there's so much fear around them. So essentially I just help people um, through the main work that I do is like inner child healing, shadow work, healing, spiritual healing. I would call myself like a spiritual mentor and to work with me, you don't have to work with the plants or the microdosing at all, but um, I just help you incorporate that into your healing.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. How did you become interested in becoming a microdosing coach?
1: Yeah. So um, like I said before, my background is in mental health nursing and quite a long story, but um, along the way... You know, maybe about eight years ago, I really started on my own spiritual healing journey, and um, before that, I was like this hardcore atheist, and it was like, no, nothing 's real, and i 'm all alone, and this is my life and you know I never knew that um, I would never have guessed that I am where I am today based on that but then um, so I started my own spiritual healing journey, and i didn 't know it was going to be a spiritual healing journey until I really got into the plants and you know the plants kind of fell into my lap i would say um i was at yoga and i met someone through yoga who um he is actually a doctor he's like a psychedelic doctor and so he you know he was kind of like my mentor along all the years and he just kind of showed me you know all about these medicines and all about the healing with them and um so yeah and then as <clears throat> sorry okay let me just take a drink okay So as I was, as I was um, doing my own healing journey and working as a mental health nurse, I was experiencing so much healing in my journey. But as I would go to work, I would see people who weren't experiencing this type of healing. And, you know, it seemed more like a revolving door, you know, patients would come and they would go and then they would come back and then they would go and we'd put them on these medications. And, you know, we'd, I worked primarily with women with eating disorders and so you know we pump them full of food and give them all this food and you know send them to dbt class and then send them out the door and then they would come back a couple months later and I would see this happening and I would, you know, I didn't think it was fair because I was like, here I am over here, really experiencing all of this healing from all of this trauma and abuse and depression and anxiety that I've been through. And here these girls are the same as me and they're not getting that kind of healing. And because these things are illegal, I don't really have any power to help them in that way. And so you know, that's when I went to um, nurse practitioner school, because I was like, okay, there's a bunch of research going on with these medicines. And so eventually, you know, if I get this degree, if I can prescribe medications, then eventually I'll be able to help people that way. And, you know, along the journey, I just kind of saw that that was a limiting belief. And that's a story. And I don't have to have, I don't have to be a prescriber. I don't have to have a certain piece of paper to be able to help people in the way that I know how to help people. I just have to, you know, kind of create my own way. And so the cool thing about nursing is, you know, you can be a nurse in, I started my nursing career in the NICU with the little tiny babies. And so, you know, you can do that. You can do pediatrics, you can do mental health, you can do aesthetics. I also did aesthetics and, you know, that was awesome and fun. And so there's just all these different things you can do as a nurse. And so I was like, well, why don't I just create psychedelic wellness nursing? And so I did and I created it and now I can help people heal in ways that I know work versus how the system works.
0: So you're not working a traditional NP job, correct? Anymore?
1: No, No, not anymore.
0: Okay. This is maybe a different conversation for another time, but I'm really like relating to what you're saying here of um, kind of like a degree, like, Uh, giving you your worth and then realizing you don't need that to help people and to help people find themselves. Was there like a level of grief that you had kind of had to work through stepping away from um, the traditional NP role and then stepping into your own lane?
1: Absolutely. Totally. It was like, you know, a whole, it seemed like my whole identity was crumbling. I was like, this is, everything that I've spent my whole life working towards. Like I remember being a child and being like, I'm going to be this doctor and, you know, and my mom priming me to be, she's like, she would tell me, you know, you don't even have to be, you don't even have to go to med school. You can just go to nursing school and then you can become a nurse practitioner. And then, you know, this is what you're going to be. And so my whole life I was like, this is who I am. And then, you know, all of a sudden everything came crumbling down and it was like, who am I? And, how do I help people and what is my message and what is my story? And, you know, it just has been like, it's, and I'm still in the process, you know, just continually recreating myself into who I am instead of who my parents wanted me to be or who the stories or who my teachers wanted me to be or who, you know, my, anybody else other than me wanted me to be. And that's been a huge journey, but so empowering.
0: Wow. 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 I, that's so, so validating. So when you stepped into this new role, especially with the stigma that comes with psychedelics and plant medicine, um, how did the people around you change when you said, nope, this is, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing now?
1: Mm. Well, um, you know, I have built a lot of great friendships and a lot of great relationships outside of my family that are so supportive. They love me and they, they always saw this unique part in me. And they're like, you know, when are you going to let it fly? And so they're so supportive, you know? And then I have people in my family who see it differently. They see, it brings out a lot of fear in them. Like you're not, you're a nurse, but you're not working at the hospital well, what do you do? Oh, and you know they often will think that you know I'm just doing drugs or I'm just helping people get high, or you know I'm just over here having being a hippie and having fun, and you know I am over here being a hippie and having fun, but there's nothing wrong with that you know, and so what I've seen you know is two two distinct pathways for people in my life It's either you know um they think that I'm going crazy. And they think that, you know, everything I'm doing is really concerning. And, um, or they're so supportive, and they understand me, and they see me, and they validate me. And they, you know, they are, they're on this mission to elevate consciousness as well. And rather than, you know, say stuck where we are now. And so, um, you know, it's just been, yeah, it's been a very polarizing journey. And, you know, at the same time, what I've come to learn about myself is that, Um, I had this fear my whole life of being who I am because it's so unique and polarizing. And with something polarizing, that brings a lot of different opinions, a lot of different criticisms or a lot of different um, just opinions. And that was so scary for me. And so I never stepped into who I was. But as as I'm doing that and as that is happening, I'm just seeing it for what the truth is. It's that, you know, if I'm happy and if I'm on the right path for me, then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or what their opinion is or what they say, or even if they say it to me. And it's just all about my own self-worth. How much do I value and see my own worth?
0: Wow. That takes a lot of courage to take on what people are saying or hear what people are saying, not take it on and just kind of let it pass you by that's a very um that's a skill <laughs> mm-hmm. which i'm sure you had to practice that and not to say that you just arrived there uh one day but a lot of work over time
1: yeah a lot of work and i'm still on that journey and i feel like it's my life lesson it will be my forever journey but the plants really really help me come back to the truth they help me come back to myself and they help me see that you know everything that I see in anybody else and everything that they see in me is just because we're all just one big reflection. We're all just one and we're all connected. And so anything that anybody sees in me is because it's in them. And anything that I see in them is because it's in me. And that goes for positive and negative things.
0: Absolutely. I loved your post on that the other day. It was, I was like, yes, yes. Love a good projection talk. Yes. (laughs) So how do you know when you're ready for, psychedelics or to microdose? I don't know if that's one question or it should be split.
1: Okay. So I like to believe that, um, I think I said this before, the plants are a gift from the earth and they don't come to everybody. They really don't come to a lot of people. And so if they come to you, I believe that that is a message from the universe, from the earth, to let you know that you are a part of healing consciousness, that you are, you know, a part of this and to take that as a message and to, you know, integrate into, integrate the plants into your life in however you feel comfortable doing that with. And, um, but I, I really think that, you know, how you'll know when to microdose is when it comes to you.
0: Mm. Mm, I love that. Just like not always seeking things out, but letting it just arrive on your lap when the universe knows that you're ready if you're ever ready
1: absolutely because if you if it's meant for you, it will just kind of land in your lap. I believe that
0: yeah what myths need to be dispelled about psychedelics and microdosing?
1: This myth that needs to be dispelled is that they are more they cause more harm than good. Mm. Um, I think that you know they're back in the sixties and seventies, you know President Nixon created the the law that made all psychedelics a schedule one drug, which means that there's no medical benefit that these are harmful, that um nobody should ever take them, and you know he placed them he placed these little mushrooms as more harmful than like heroin, or you know which is also comes from the earth too you know but um so there's like this stigma around it because of government rules and because of legalities and that these are really bad for you and that these are bad for your health and that you know only people who do that do this are crazy but you know or you know the the dare thing where it's like you crack the egg and then this is your brain on drugs those those are all myths and they're just not true and they're just dogma and they're created by somebody who I believe, wanted to remain in control. And because what these medicines do, all of them, all, all of the plants have their own spirit. And so they all do their own healing in a different way. Same with LSD or ketamine or, you know, chemically made psychedelics. But, um, you know, what they all do is they lift the veil. And they let you see things from a different perspective. They let you see that, you know, you, I think that there's just so much fear around them because of that, because they lift the veil, because they show you that you're a unique individual who gets to make their own choices. And, you know, the system and the structure and the masculine structure that society is built upon does not honor that. It goes against the flow. So,
0: Mm. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so truthfully, I have never taken psychedelics before. I think if I were to start anywhere, it would be microdosing. Um, and that is because I grew up in a very small town, um, yeah, very fear-based mentality. I grew up religious and I think it's like other people's fear that I have internalized and it's also this fear of you know, I have witnessed people having bad trips. Um, and then also for me personally, like I never want to feel a lack of control, but I feel like that's um, probably part of it. So if you could speak to people who have never used in psychedelics, who've never microdosed. Um, yeah, what kind of like tips or do you have?
1: Yeah, okay. So first off, I would recommend anybody who's never worked with plants before to read how to change your mind by Michael Pollan. It is such an amazing book where he just really dives into these plants and how, and the truth about them and the truth about, you know, why they're illegal. And, um, so I think that's a great place to start. And, um, you know, as far as if you're really, you know, say you've read that, you've read a few books and you're, you know, you're feeling like you're ready to dive in. Then, I would say that the most important thing I believe for brand new people is to find someone like me or someone who knows what they're doing, someone who can mentor you um, through like a prep call before you do because the most important thing when working with psychedelics is set and setting um, set means your mindset essentially where is your mind when you're going into these setting is where are you who's around you what is the energy because um What will happen on essentially any sort of dose is um, psychedelics really make you more aware of what's already alive inside of you. So, you know, if someone's going through deep grief, deep, deep grief, um, processing, you know, like the death of somebody or, you know, a major breakup or something like that, I would say it's not a great time to work with the plants for the first time because they will make that more known to you. Um, and that can be a hard thing to work through. Um, but so always, you know, make sure that you know where your set and setting is. And someone like me can really help you plan for that and prepare for that. It's also all about intention. We are the greatest creators that ever existed. We are so powerful. And so when we can set intention for how we want things to go and how we want, where we want our mindset to be and, you know, who we want around us. It's not to say that that's going to happen, but it's a way to help us, um, kind of create, a uh, invisible guide for ourselves and, you know, where our intention goes, our energy goes. And so, you know, I think that those are some really important things. Like I said, it's re- if you've never worked with them before, I highly suggest that you work with someone like me or another psychedelic wellness coach, therapist who can help you prepare, who can help you prepare your set and setting and prepare your intentions, and then who you can integrate with after your journey, whether it's through microdosing or macrodosing or hyperdosing or whatever dose you take, just because, you know, A lot of people just stop at working with the medicine. They're like, oh, okay, I did it and I learned these things. But to be honest, the integration is the most important part because integration, like I said before, it's just about taking everything that we learned and experienced on that journey with the mushrooms or with the plants or with the LSD, whatever, and now integrating that into real life, which can be really challenging for some people because It does lift that veil. It does shift your consciousness. It does put you into essentially a different realm. And that can be really scary, especially for people who come from very masculine backgrounds with religion, with structure, with systems, which most of us do, you know, even just the public school system, that is a very masculine driven structure. It's like we have schedules and we have control of every single aspect of this but when you get in with the plants or with psychedelics you have to surrender all of that because you know depending on which one you work with some are much lighter and much um easier than others but there you have to surrender to this flow and realize that you the, the thing that is in control is nature is the universe. It's not us though. We are little sparks of the universe, but we are not the universe. We do not get to control everything. And Mm -hmm. so, but through that, you learn how to trust yourself and how to trust the universe. And it's really just a beautiful practice in surrendering.
0: Wow. That's like the ultimate surrender for me. Yeah. What are your offerings and how can people work with you?
1: Awesome. So right now I am offering something called the Cosmic Soul Academy, and this is a three-month program, and it includes spiritual mentoring and just really deep connection for those who are ready for deep transformation and healing. Um, the program is perfect for those who are ready to you know, face your shadow side, who are ready to connect with your inner child and release past trauma, heal limiting beliefs, and really just activate your own inner healer. Um, and in the Cosmic Soul Academy, we go through sort of a six-step process of just healing and connecting, balancing, and then manifesting and embodying you know, our highest self. So that's my biggest offering. I also offer just individual coaching sessions for microdosing. Um, I also offer prep calls and integration calls. If you are going to be doing a big ceremony, um, then, you know, if you want to talk with me to prepare for it, to get into the right mindset and setting and intentions for that, and then integrate anything that, um, you need to afterwards.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And remind me what your Instagram handle is. I'll also put it in the show notes.
1: My Instagram handle is Rose.
0: Okay, awesome. Is there anything else you want us to know before we um, end the recording today?
1: Mm, Nope, I don't think so.
0: Okay, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you.
1: You're welcome. Thank you, Morgan. This was so fun. Thank
0: you so much for tuning in to The Clinical Spiritualist make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at clinical underscore spiritualist. I'm currently accepting new clients and would love to help guide you on your journey back to self. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.